What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Two Real Gridiron Podcast. My name's Logan Mitchell, and today we're going to be talking fantasy football, our very first fantasy football podcast of the year. So we're calling this one our way too early fantasy football quarterback rankings. And uh, for today's podcast, I got two guests joining me. First off, we got Bryden Mason. How you doing, Bryden? Doing good. This is my favorite time of the year, fantasy football. Oh, yeah, and... With Bryden in Arkansas is Mason Smith. Mason, what's going on, buddy? You know, we're still taking dubs out here. Uh, but can we discuss our fantasy standings last year where Bryden finished and I finished? And then uh, you as well? Uh, we can talk about that a little bit just so maybe the listeners uh, think they can decide which one of us knows what we're talking about. I will say Mason finished the highest out of us three. Tell, us how, tell them how your season went, Mason. Uh, I dominate basically Christian McCaffrey was a focal point of my team and slowly uh, rearranged a powerhouse. But sadly, uh, there's a name that was blown around MVP last year, Lamar Jackson, dashed my hopes in the championship game. It was a heartbreaking loss. Put up 160 and still lost. I will say uh, Mason talked a lot of trash all season just to get his heart broken. Uh, I also exposed him because he tried to pay the guy in the championship game to guarantee himself a win. Mason, kind of a kind of the Bill Belichick type of the group. Um, I was just joking around with that guy. I my team was so much better. I would never even offer them a deal. <laughs> but we know that he wishes he did at this point. <laughs> so yeah, Mason finished second in our league. Bryden, I believe you finished third. Am I right? Yeah, I finished third. I, I was pretty good at running back and wide receiver, but QB was my downfall. I traded Lamar Jackson early on in the year. I did not believe in him, and that kind of bit me in the ass later on. Yeah, didn't you? Uh, weren't you walking with Philip Rivers there for a while? Yeah. Each week, I would think he would turn it around, then he would go and throw three picks. So. <laughs> Classic Philip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle. So I don't want to talk too much about my – my season because I broke my heart. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> four straight uh, losses, missed the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think it's I lost complete, my last three. Completely wrapped your pants. You I literally fit. had the worst finish to the year possible. Um, later on in the year, Kareem Hunt started stealing some touches from Nick Chubb. That hurt me a little bit. And then uh, the last week of the year, I was sitting there. All I had to do was win. I'm in, losing. I'm out. Julio Jones missed his first game in like five seasons, and I lost by one point. I had Jacob Hall or yeah, Jacob Hollister, the Seahawks tight end, playing Monday night. He got tackled on the one yard line late in the game, and that was the difference in me making the playoffs or missing. So I ended up missing. Heartbreaker. It hurt. So if you want to put any stock into that, I guess you can say Mason <laughs> had the best year last year. You might it. know the most if you want to put any stock into that. But with that being said, I had both of you guys send me your top 15 quarterbacks. I averaged out our rankings, and that's how we got this consensus top in here. So we're going to go ahead and get into that. Um, at the top, there was a little bit of discretion. I had Mahomes number one. Both of you guys had Lamar number one, so Lamar ended up as our number one. You guys want to talk about why you had Lamar over Mahomes? I think those guys are the clear-cut top two anywhere you look. Yeah, for me, it was super close. I feel like Mahomes is definitely the safer pick, 
but with uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing upside, I feel like that gives him a little bit more of an edge, which is why I put him at number one. I agree as well. Uh, we know Mahomes has some uh, injury history with his hip last year. He seems fine now, but I would also give probably the injury edge to Jackson just for how much he rushes, although he does slip tackles quite a bit. But, you know, one it only takes one tackle to hurt you. Look at Bo Jackson. So I, I think Jackson as well with the rushing upside, I would go rather him as a first quarterback off the board than Mahomes yeah. just due to the rush. I think best case, Lamar is – has more upside. I think like <laughs> the best version of Lamar can put up some monster, monster numbers. Really. My only reason was last year was Lamar's first year as a full-time starter. Teams are going to have a lot of film on him. I think he's going to see some different looks next year. Whereas Mahomes, I don't know what you do to stop that guy. If he's healthy, he's got a ton of weapons and he's just picking teams apart so far in his career. I think there's more chance for Lamar to have a slump next year, have a down year than there is for Mahomes. That was the only reason I had Mahomes higher. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If if I were to pick a QB early, I'd probably go Mahomes just because he is a, like a safer pick, and that's kind of more what I value in the early rounds. But let's be realistic here. Where do we think they're going to go off the board? So my thing is I wouldn't take a quarterback before round three, ever. And I the problem with these two guys is <laughs> really it's not their fault. It's that somebody in almost every league is going to take them both way too early. So the chances of me rostering either one of these guys is very low just because I don't value the quarterback position a ton in fantasy. But I would take them middle to late third. Both of them. We both, we both know they're not going to be there. That's what I'm I saying. I really seeing Jackson going top five, top six, top seven in all leagues. I really don't see how he gets past pick seven in a lot of leagues. See, a I, lot, a lot. I wouldn't take him that early, but like last year, Mahomes went number two in our league, and we were all laughing, laughing to the bank when you got McCaffrey at three. So <laughs> it, 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 it all worked out favorably for me. That's why there's always one guy in every league that's going to take a quarterback way too early. So I personally won't even really plan on targeting them. If you're don't a, be that guy, do not take a quarterback early. Don't do it. Yeah, so it's that's why my it. biggest thing is just like the drop off from quarterback. I don't know, Mahomes and Lamar to the next group of guys that we're going to get into is not nearly as much as the top running backs to the second tier running backs for me personally. I'd much rather have a top back or a top receiver. I agree as well. But yeah, those were our top two. I think everywhere you look, that's the consensus top two. Uh, and then number three, we had a lot of discrepancy. Um, one person had Josh Allen as his number three, quite a bit higher than the rest of us. But the Bill's consensus, Mafia, baby, Bill's Mafia. <laughs> but the consensus number three was my number three, Kyler Murray, came in at number three. I had Kyler Murray at number four, so he's right up there with me. I think his rushing upside as well, like Lamar Jackson, uh, puts him ahead of the rest of the cast. And also the newly acquired target in DeAndre Hopkins uh, should help him a little bit in the passing game. The only thing I worry about is the offensive line. And he was getting sacked a lot last year, so I just don't know what he's going to do, what they did. I didn't really pay attention to those moves. I'm more of a skill position guy. It's what I enjoy more. But yeah. I, if that offensive line can stay healthy, stay together, I feel like uh, he will, he'll have a pretty good year. Yeah, they grabbed a big-time um, left tackle in the draft, a guy that a lot of people thought was going to go in the first round, and he slipped all the way to the third. Uh, so they did get a little bit of help on the offensive line. I'm not sure – 
whether or not they are going to be a good offensive line by any means, but they got a little bit of help in there. Yeah, I think Murray's going to make a pretty big jump. This year, he doesn't have to worry about choosing whether he's going to play football or baseball. <laughs> he can focus the whole offseason on football. <laughs> uh, they got the addition of Hopkins. And then, like, another year in that system, I think he definitely has the upside of a top-five QB this year. So, yeah, I, and I like Kenyon Drake. I think he's better than David Johnson as far as just <laughs> he's doesn't have the wear and tear on him. So he's a little more explosive. Adding DeAndre Hopkins was obviously big time. And I don't hate some of his some of his slot guys like Kirk and uh, even Andy Isabella is a guy I think could could burst on the scene a little bit this year. So I think he has the weapons. And another thing I think he has going for him is Cliff Kingsbury is a big time offensive mind. I agree. I like Isabella this year. He's going to be one of my sleepers uh, later in rounds, especially in PPR leagues. I definitely think he has a uh, big play upside as well as he's going to probably get a lot of targets in that system. Yeah, for sure. So that's our top three. Kyler Murray came in at number three. At number four, we had our average was Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott ended up tying at number four. Which one do we want to talk about first? I kind of want to talk about Dak Prescott first. So me and Bryden had Dak over Russ, both by one position. And I had Dak four, Russell Wilson five. And then uh, I think Bryden did as well, actually. And Mason, you had Dak all the way down at seven. So why did you have Dak down there? I have I had Russell Wilson at five and Dak at seven. Uh, I'm just a plain Cowboys hater. I do not like Dak Prescott. I, my eye test with him always fails. I just do not like what I see when I watch him play. I understand that they have one of the top five running backs in the NFL, or, yeah, in the NFL with Zeke. They added CD on the outside along with one of the uh, top five receiver in Cooper. I just, I just don't know. I don't like the McCarthy system. I don't think it's going to be good for the Cowboys. He didn't perform well with Rodgers. Like, they never won games. They did put up points, but I, I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. I think Dak at QB4, I think that's a pretty solid pick. He doesn't have any injury history. He's got so many weapons on the outside. And he has that rushing TD ability as well. I think uh, if you can get him in like round five or so, I think that's a really good pick at that point in the draft. Yeah, I was leaning more towards like round six for this next group of quarterbacks, whether that's Kyler or Dak, I would say. And uh, late fifth, maybe early sixth, yeah, about that range. Um, I just think there's really – no question marks with Dak. I know a lot of people don't like him. Obviously, Mason, you don't like his eye test. But you just look at the numbers, and he's been very high profile the last couple of years, and they added another high-end weapon this year. So I don't think there's much fear with Dak. I don't think that's a risky pick at all. He hasn't missed a game so far. Or maybe he did. I'm tripping. I think he did miss a game or two. But he's, for the most part, durable. I don't think he has, honestly. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to remember, but I guess that was late in Tony Romo's career that was somebody else was starting. I don't know. I, I think, don't think he, I think the only game he could have missed was the one after the Falcons game where he took six sacks. I think he was a little banged up there, maybe yeah. towards the end of that season he could have missed the game, but I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't remember him missing a game. I think I I think I am talking out of my butt on that one. So he's very durable, a lot of upside with the new weapons, and. 
I like Cooper. I think Gallup has a lot of upside. I just think there's too many weapons for him to fail in Dallas this year, to be honest. And McCarthy likes to throw the ball a lot, so that helps. You paid you paid Zeke to run though, and he's gonna run. You're gonna have to give him 15 touches a game easy. And, and Tony Pollard's up and coming running back that you're gonna want to give five to seven carries a game as well. I don't think it hurts Zeke. He's still gonna get a lot of goal line carries. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it hurts either one of them. Dak threw for 5,000 yards last year, and Zeke still rushed for his usual like 1,300. So. I think that's going to happen again. Yeah, I like both of those guys. And uh, we'll have another podcast in a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. We'll see whenever we get time to all get together, talking about some running backs and receivers. But uh, as far as those two in Dallas, I think are safe targets, Dak and Zeke. We'll see about the receivers. We'll get to that another day. But I definitely like Dak and Zeke there. And then um, I mentioned that we had a tie at number four. Russell Wilson was also there. We have anything to say about Russell Wilson? With Wilson, I, I'm a little bit more skeptical on him than I am with Dak. But, I mean, like the stats prove themselves. He's been a top-five quarterback for like the past three years without having much around him. And uh, I think this year uh, he's going to have Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. I think Metcalf's going to make a pretty good jump. So I think uh, Wilson will be up there again with the top QBs this year. Who, what was the tight end they added this year? Who who they had? I forgot. Uh, um, oh, uh, sure. Olsen, Olsen. They added Olsen. Oh, Greg Olsen, yeah. Yeah. I think Olsen helps them a bit. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball a lot. They, that Seahawks team has turned into a run-first team, run-first and D, with Carson and uh, Penny in the backfield. But, you know, he's a, as efficient as they come, and as well as what I like to see in fantasy is a QB that has wheels, a QB that can get out of the pocket and run for 10 yards, 12 yards, and maybe uh, in the in the red zone. Uh, get a touchdown. I think Wilson is another guy who I'd say is safe. I'm not sure he has the upside that the two guys that we were just talking about, Kyler and Dak, have. Um, I don't know if he has as many proven weapons, but I think he's safe. His floor is relatively high, and you really can't go wrong with Russell Wilson as your fantasy quarterback. He's pretty consistent. He's been what he is for the last three or four years, and in seventh probably. Yeah, the Seahawks have been wanting to run the ball the past couple of years, and that really hasn't hindered uh, Wilson fantasy-wise. So I, I would say he's pretty safe. Yeah, I like – Yeah, he, he does they, – they've taken a, a few passes away from him just from running the ball, but he's still going to get his. He's still going to throw for uh, 30 touchdowns a year probably, rush for 500 yards. I don't even know if he got – he only had 300 rushing yards last year. But, but he's capable of running. And 30 bit, TDs. So that, so that is a bonus for sure. He he uh, he's just not gonna take sacks. That's what he does best. He's gonna get out of the pocket and get a few yards. Y'all ready to move on to number six on our list? So once again, those two yeah. tied up four. At number six was one that I was a little intrigued by. I was kind of split on where I was gonna have him, and that's Deshaun Watson was our sixth rated quarterback. I had him at six on my list as well. Uh, he's he's a guy where. I don't know what that Texans team is doing. I think they want to run the ball more to save Deshaun Watson from taking sacks, but I don't, I, I never understood the Hopkins trade. Although DJ, I do think people hate on him too much, but I wonder what y'all think about that Hopkins trade and what they're trying to do 
I mean, honestly, I and <laughs> I don't have any stake in the Cardinals or the Texans. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I thought it was one of the worst trades I've ever seen from a strictly football standpoint. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson in the prime of his career. He's about to get paid, and you trade away a top three receiver in the game when <laughs> when Hopkins was doing a lot for Watson and for the Texans in general, for that matter. I, I don't understand it. From a fantasy standpoint, I do like David Johnson a little bit this year if he can stay healthy because there's not really any competition for touches in that Houston backfield. But as far as the team, I thought it was pretty bad, and I wonder how much it's going to affect Deshaun Watson in fantasy. Right now, I still like him because I think he's a big-time talent on his own, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a down year adjusting to life without DeAndre Hopkins. See, I – I think he'll he'll be downgraded just a little bit, but he still has that rushing ability. And then they did trade that second rounder for Cooks, so I, I think if Cooks can if Cooks can stay healthy, then he can catch another like twelve hundred yards this year. And then he'll have Duke Johnson and uh, David Johnson out of the backfield to catch passes. So I I think he'll still be top six this year, but I I definitely don't understand trading Hopkins and then acquiring Cooks. It just doesn't make sense. I think uh, that. Uh, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Cooks are all in the same, like all the same wide receivers where they're all deep threats, and you don't see a lot of them going short, besides maybe Cooks on a screen pass or like on a roundabout or something like that. But I I, I want to see what they do this year. I want to see what he can do with three deep threats and not really a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was one of the points I was going to bring up that I was very confused by is that I do think, like you said, Cooks – and a healthy version of Will Fuller are very similar football players. So I don't know what their roles are going to be as receivers. Yeah. Doing. I think the running backs are going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Kind of Bryden touched on that, which should help Watson's floor. He's going to have a couple of reliable targets out of the backfield. But I don't think they have a great tight end. I'm not sure what their receivers are going to look like because, like I said, Fuller and Cooks are pretty similar to me. So we'll see. I think he still has a big-time upside because I like Deshaun Watson a lot as a player. He's a big-time talent. But I don't think he is – I don't think he's worth where he's going to go in most leagues. He's usually a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, and I don't think he's going to go that high this year. I could see him going anywhere from the eighth, the eighth round, but around there, eighth or ninth. That's – See, but like that's where you would draft him. They're, like you're gonna have a guy in every league who takes him like fifth, sixth round. Maybe not that early, but I would say sixth. Yeah, that's at least. that's what I'm getting at. See, I, I would take him around that range that you I just mentioned. Ninth round, I think he's point. good value, but I'd be very, very surprised if he's on the board in the ninth, just based on his name value. Uh, I agree. I agree as well. Yeah, once you're in the ninth round, you're looking at like the tenth QB off the board around that point. Yeah, you're you're looking you're looking strictly at upside, basically. Yeah. You want you want home right there in the tenth. And just from my experience, typically there's a run on quarterbacks, so I think Mahomes and Lamar will go pretty early. But once you see guys like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak go off the board, Deshaun will follow very closely, or he might even be one of the ones that leads that group, depending on who you're drafting with. But I don't think you're going to be able to get him where I would value him. Yeah, I think typically you're going to see uh, Watson go probably like a round or two after Dak and Kyler. I would think so, too. I think all three of them are group together. I think once Dak, Kyler, and Deshaun go, I, I, 
I feel like most people are going to have Kyler and Deshaun around the same area. So I feel like once one goes, people are going to be looking for that last rushing QB or what they think is going to be the last rushing QB off the board. Yeah, I agree. It's just nobody wants to be left with the worst quarterbacks in fantasy. So I feel like they're all going to go in a similar range. That's just the way it is. And when I say uh, the last Russian QB, the next guy we're going to talk about, I feel like has a good shot to be one of the best Russian quarterbacks. You want to move on to him at number seven? Oh, I that's want to move on to That's your man right there. Seven. You had him by far the highest of us three. And that's Josh Allen, which Mason is a Bills fan, so trust that at your own risk. There's a little bias there. But Josh Allen was our overall number seven, so we all like him a little bit. I. Uh, and every year he's played, he's been a rusher. He's rushed the ball. He's going to get you rushing touchdowns. He's going to get you rushing yards. Adding Stephon Diggs with his arm talent, I think, is a big, big uh, home run play for him. Every every play, he can go 75 yards for a touchdown. Every play. doesn't matter what the coverage is, the defense is. Diggs will burn him, and he'll hit him in stride. I think that's what makes him good, and Diggs will probably be – around wide receiver 10 this year is what I would say. I like Diggs in Buffalo, and I do think Diggs helps Josh Allen. I just think a lot of the guys we've mentioned got wide receiver help, and that's why I had him the lowest out of the group that we've talked about. But he has some upside. Yeah, I I like Josh Allen. I just feel like the only thing that may hinder him is just like the Bills play style. I feel like they may want to run the ball and play tough D. Uh, I think they will air it out to Diggs a little bit, but I think for the most part, they're going to want to run the ball, control the clock, and rely on their defense. That, that's what a, a lot of teams want to do. But he's also going to be a part of that running game just by the way he plays. He's a big guy, and he has wheels, surprisingly. So he can get out of the pocket, and he can get a few yards. Look at him hurdling Eric Kendricks or whoever it was two years ago, his rookie year. The guy's athletic. The guy can play football. He does make some boneheaded plays, like in the wild card game against the Texans, laddering lit well, with nobody behind him. But I feel like as he's coming to his own, it's year three for him. It's time to get started getting serious and start making that playoff push. Yeah, this is a big year for him. Go do, ahead, do you guys man. think at this point in the draft, after Allen goes off the board, do you think there's kind of a drop off at QB? That's what I was going to say. I feel like uh, that from after Lamar and uh, Patrick. You got like Allen, Murray, Wilson, Watson, Dak, and then I feel like there's a bit of a drop off after those QBs go to where it's honestly it's not a coin flip, but it's to where I would be willing to stream a quarterback if I don't get any of those top seven guys. Yeah, I had one other guy that we haven't gotten to above Josh Allen, but I was the highest on him of the group, and I would say after him there's a drop off. But, yeah, we're right in that range where I don't really like to bet, bet on any of the other guys here. As an elite quarterback, at least. And then who, who, who's that next guy that so you yeah, got So, yeah, our consensus had Tom Brady. Brady at eight. I had him at seven and Josh Allen at eight. Uh, Josh Allen does have the upside with the running ability that I might have. I just was looking at the numbers, and Josh Allen actually had more rushing yards than I thought he did. So I probably would have Tom a little or um, Tom behind Josh Allen now that I'm looking at the rushing numbers. But I think Tom Brady has the most weapons that he's had in years. Uh, and even last year, that was looked at as a down year for Tom Brady. He finished as QB 12. 
So I think you give him Mike Evans, you give him Chris Godwin. They drafted a receiver in the slot as well. Yeah, in the later round, they got a receiver. You got Gronk, OJ Howard, Gronk. I still like a little bit. Cameron Bray. Ronald Cameron Jones Bray isn't is bad. And they got uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, I believe they drafted as a running back. So I think he has more weapons than he's had they, in a they long also time. Got the guy out of Minnesota. I, I just don't trust him 20 years in the Patriots system, move into a new system at 42. I understand that he's probably going to be smart enough to pick up the system. I just don't know how those first few weeks are going to go game time wise because he has played New England so long. It's a new setting for him. I just personally wouldn't be keen on drafting him anywhere in the top 12 rounds just on that, based on that, because you might have to sit him for three weeks just to see what he does. But if you're going to be drafting him, you're going to be playing Tom Brady. That's just how it is. Yeah, I'm not really worried about Brady at all. The only, the only thing I'm worried about is him possibly getting hurt. But I feel like he'll be able to pick, pick up the system right away. Uh, I'm I'm sure he's already working on that right now. He's going to have Gronk, Godwin, Evans. So I think uh, he's going to have a lot more weapons than what he's used to. So I think there's going to be huge Yeah, upside. I'm kind of the opposite of Mason there. You said you were worried about him. If there's any quarterback I'm confident in learning a new system quickly and having the dedication to get that done, it's Tom Brady, to be honest. But I would, like I said, it's kind of content for another episode. But I'm more worried about which receivers and which targets are going to emerge as his favorites and drafting one of those guys early than I am betting on Tom Brady. I think he'll be fine with that many guys to choose from. I think uh, Godwin is a fade this year, if I'm being honest. I don't think I'm going to touch Godwin. I feel like Evans is a better receiver for Brady, being a jump ball guy. He had success with guys like Brandon Moss, Josh Gordon. And I think he just likes to throw it up there and trust his guys. And if Mike Evans can earn his trust early, then he's probably going to be a top 10 receiver easily if he's not yeah, already top Godwin 10 right now. It's kind of Wes Welker on steroids in a lot of ways too. So I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to me to see which one of those guys emerges as his number one. And even after that, how viable his number two guy would be in fantasy. I think they're both going to be top 20 picks. Uh, I mean, like Brady can throw the long ball if it's there, but I think he's going to take the short pass for the most part. So I, I, I definitely think both are going to yeah, get their I touches. Think, I'm not saying I would stay away from them because they're both too good of talents to just completely cross off your board. But I would probably feel more comfortable taking that other group of top receivers just because we don't know how it's going to go with Brady. But – in general, I'm not worried about Tom Brady at all. I think he'll have a good year, one of the best years. Of... <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if he had one of the better years of his career. Yeah, I I definitely would put Godwin and Evans towards the end of Tier 1 for the wide receiver ones. So I, li- yeah, I like them both. I agree. With Brady. You guys ready to move on to number 9? So number yeah. 9, this is where... I thought there was a little drop-off after Tom Brady. Y'all mentioned a drop-off after Josh Allen, but I put Tom Brady in the same range. And the next guy on our list was Drew Brees. Um, I like Drew Brees, actually. It's just with his age, and I think there were a lot of talks about him retiring. I don't know if we're going to see the same version of him this year. It's the same story of Brees every year. Everybody thinks he's getting old, and he is. 
but he also has the best wide receiver of the game in Michael Thomas. Uh, the only problem I have with Breeze, though, every year is Hill. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with Hill. I know they use him a lot in red zone packages to take rushing touchdowns because he can also throw the ball mm-hmm. decently on the goal line. So I don't, I, his touchdown total is always weird with me because of Hill, but he also is going to complete a lot of passes, uh, get a lot of yards, and he's going to score his fair share of touchdowns with Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think, I think Breeze will be similar to what he was last year. He's going to have Thomas, and then now he'll have Emmanuel Sanders as well. Um, so he's still going to have his weapons. I'm expecting probably like 4,000 yards, another like 30 TD season. Yeah, and so they I drafted a tight like end as well. Um, Adam Troutman from Dayton University. I don't know how – I don't know much about him, to be completely honest, but they did add a tight end as well. And I think Drew Brees is another guy who his floor is pretty high. He's safe as long as he can stay healthy. But – And with, with, like, the health, I, I mean, like, you could just stream Jameis Winston the week that – like, like, like if Breeze gets hurt, stream Winston, and I think Winston will be a good starter that week, depending on the yeah, match. Yeah, Winston, Winston signed with the Saints. Winston is even signed. Either yesterday or today. Oh, he did sign with the Saints? Yeah. One-year deal? I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, Winston would be a good option if Drew Breeze did go down. He'd be picked up immediately, I think, with that Saints offense. Um, And then at number 10, we had number 10. Very similar, but uh, Matt Ryan and our average ended up coming in at number ten. I I had Matt Ryan at twelve. I I know he has Julio. I know he has uh, uh, God. What is his name? Uh, Calvin Ridley. They're ringing and Gurley. So he he had the weapons around him, but you never know what Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan could be the best quarterback in fantasy, or he can just be a complete bomb one week to where he gets you negative points five points in that area. So I, I don't personally like touching him unless I'm going to stream him. Yeah, I think uh, if you can get Matt Ryan in like the later rounds and then get a good backup to uh, like just in case if he has a tough matchup, I, I definitely like that scenario because like just like two, like two years ago, Matt Ryan was like QB3 or in that area. So I think there is the upside, but yeah, he's definitely one of those guys who can have a clunker out of nowhere. Yeah, I do think so have another option. I do think of the guys we've mentioned, Matt Ryan is the first one that you would ever really sit if he's playing. Like, I think you, there could be matchups that yeah. you would still choose to sit Matt Ryan. Whereas with Breeze and everybody else we've talked about ahead, I think if they're on your roster, you play them. Yeah. Do you all agree with that? Yeah, I can't believe we have some of the people that are still on the list below, uh, below him, though. There's two people that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I don't know if there's any way I'd rather have Matt Ryan than either of these two guys. I will say, like, guys, like, 8 through 12 is, like, super close for me. Like, like any of those guys, I'd be fine, fine with having. I agree for the most part, except where I think do, I'm higher on Brady than you are. Matt- to me, I think Brady's clearly yeah. the best out of that group for this year with his new weapons. But for the most part, Ryan and then the next couple guys we're going to get into – Drew Brees, I'd put in there as well. I wouldn't be mad at. Hey, Logan, do you, do you have my list? I have it on my available? phone. Uh, give me a second. I'll pull it up. I got a screenshot of it. 
because I had Matt Ryan I had him 10, nine. which I, I and I had him I at, had him at well. nine. I know I had him the highest. Let me see. So you like better than a lot of, like did uh, one of the next guys we're talking about at eleven? Is yeah, Rogers. Rogers at eleven. Where did you have Rogers? I had Matt Ryan slightly ahead of Rogers. Yeah, only because I don't think they helped. I hate what the Packers did this offseason. I think they might be my losers of the offseason as far as helping Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it, they're clearly preparing for the future uh, after his contract with Love. So I can I can kind of see where they're going as in they're shifting to a run, run-heavy offense to where they're going to rush the ball 60% of the time. But also, it's still Rodgers. Like, he's going to get his unless he gets hurt. He's crazy. Crazy athletic. Crazy arm talent. Crazy smart. Yeah, I mean, I had I had Aaron Rodgers at – I had him notably lower than y'all did. I had him at 12. I even had Stafford over him as well. But I just think that they did not help him at all. I think the tight end position got worse. I think the receiver position, they didn't do anything. He's going to have – going into the season, Alan Lazard is his number two option. I like Rodgers as far as he can make a lot out of nothing. But just in general, I think a lot of these teams got better and their offenses got better, whereas I do not think that's the case at all with the Packers. Yeah, I definitely don't think Rodgers is like an upside guy at this point, but I think he's pretty safe. He's not going to have awful weeks where he throws like no TDs and three picks. He's, he's going to be pretty consistent. So I think he's a pretty good week-to-week starter. I would say so as well. And uh, at the end of the 2019 season, or in 2020, uh, he was going off. He he was completely murdering teams. He was throwing four touchdowns, 400 yards, basically every week. And so that's that's what you can get with Rodgers is if he wants to go off, he can go off all week. That's what he'll do, throw, throw four touchdowns, 400 yards. But the thing is with Matt LaFleur is I don't know what that connection is. I know Rodgers' personality doesn't click with everybody or anybody in that matter, but – uh, I just want to see what they do running the ball because if they run the ball sixty percent of the time, he's it's going to be hard for him to get his production. I think they'll be pretty similar to what they were last year. I, I don't think I think Jones lose value, but I think the but I think Rogers stays about where he was. Yeah, I I think he'll have a solid year. I just don't think he'll be good as far as like I wouldn't be happy having Rogers as my quarterback more so as like. I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be aggressive to go get Aaron Rodgers this year at all. I think that's how we all feel about it. Like, if he's there when we want to take a quarterback, I think it's a pretty big dub. But also, I'm not super excited if I'm getting there. It's just, like, a good addition. But I will say, if Devontae Adams is healthy, go get Devontae Adams because they didn't add another guy. They did not add another receiver. So, I think Devontae Adams might have a big year. Again, it's always the health issue with Devontae as well. That whole package. Yeah, that's true. It's just they don't they don't really have anybody else to throw to, is my only thing. That's also true. <laughs> that is very uh, true. So that was eleven. Oh, and actually he had he was tied. Aaron Rodgers was tied for eleven with Carson Wentz. I had Wentz pretty high up. I had Wentz at eight after Dak and before Brady at nine. I, I just remember watching them in uh, 2018 or 2017 
when he was just tearing teams up, when he was QB1, and he was just murdering teams, just completely picking them apart. And I don't know if he can get back to that level with the injuries, but I I just fell in love with him that year. I was watching him. I had him on fantasy using one of my streamers at the beginning of the year and just stuck with him. And I I don't know if it's by bias or what, but I, I think he's doing well. They added a lot of weapons in the wide receiver game that they needed to add. And I think getting Jordan Howard out of there and giving Miles Sanders a bell cow load is going to be good for him. Yeah, I think Wentz is – it might just be the injuries – that I have a big time red flag next with Carson Wentz when he's out there. He's clearly a great player. I mean, he's been, <laughs> he was playing at an MVP caliber not too long ago. I just definitely would not like bet the farm on Carson Wentz being my, my go-to quarterback. Yeah. I think injuries is probably his biggest problem. And then just not having any dependable receivers, all those drop balls, I think hurts him a little bit. I think if he can get, uh, some good wide receiver production out of his receivers. I think he'll he'll be solid, but right now he's and kind that's of a, a bunch of mark, that's another thing. Mason kind of mentioned that they added receiver and they did, but most of their receivers that they added are going to be rookies. I don't know if any of them are guys that you feel 100% confident helping that offense a lot. I mean, Jalen Rieger has some upside. They added Marquise Goodwin as well, and then um, a couple other rookies. I think it was Hightower maybe, and I think they drafted four receivers total, three or four. So they've got some guys that are going to compete for playing time. It's just, do you really think they're going to make a huge difference their rookie year? Yeah, I think I think Lamb not falling to him. Yeah. Hurts, hurts if they got Lamb, I think that'd be a different story because I believe in Lamb. I'm confident yeah. in Lamb. But, I mean, I was confident in him going fan. into the draft. I didn't think there was any chance the Cowboys were going to draft him, but just in general as a football player – no matter where he landed, I was going to like C.D. Lamb as a receiver in the NFL. He does He does make stuff out of nothing. He, he's a good uh, runner after he has a So, yeah, that's my only question mark with Wentz is did his receivers get that much better? He added speed, and I have confidence in Wentz as a football talent, but the health and the fact that I don't like any of his receivers a ton is really the biggest question mark for me. But I do like Miles Sanders, though. It's always the it always it always is the health. If Hurts can stay healthy, if Alshon can stay healthy, if Wins can stay healthy, if their running back can stay healthy, it just feels like they've been uh, plagued by injuries the past few years after the Super Bowl win, or even before with Wins tearing his so ACL. So that's eleven. We're eleven guys in. I think those are the eleven by far. When I look at the rest of the list, those are the eleven I'm most confident in by far. Yeah, the first. 12. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the top twelve. Uh, top twelve Rogers is pretty seven, in my touch. Yeah, we're at twelve, even though they were both ranked eleven technically. But yeah, those guys I think are clearly more safe than anybody else we're going to get to. And then after after basically those twelve, I will not draft a quarterback until it'd be my last pick, like third to last pick. Take a kicker, defense, QB, all last. That's after the first twelve. That's what I personally would do. I would just cut my losses and just start streaming. Just pick the best QB week by week. They hope you uh, get yeah. something. That's, I that's see I, <laughs> I could see that strategy, that. but I just don't think – I think people will still overdraft at least these next two that we're going to get to. We'll be overdrafted and you won't be able to get them in the last round. That being at 13 was Stafford, 
who I think has some upside. I like his weapons, and they added DeAndre Swift. It, it also looks like they're trying to run the ball more. Carrion is going to be healthy again this year, and as well as they added Swift in the second. Uh, Kenny Galladay going to be a stud. They still have Marvin Jones, which he showed what he could do last year with a four-touchdown game. He's going to be good. It's, and he only played eight games last year with the health or the whatever he got hurt, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. He usually always finishes from 12 to 15 in the, in the season. Yeah. He ranks any, anyways. Yeah, I think with Stafford, you kind of know where he's going to finish. I think the question is just how good his team does. I feel like if the Lions have a bad record towards like two-thirds into the, like into the season, they may start running the ball or look or changing up their offense a little bit. But I think if they're competitive, I think we'll we'll see Stafford airing the ball out. To I mean, one reason and Marvin Jones. I think Stafford's really interesting is because I think the entire Detroit Lions staff can't afford a bad, a bad year. So I think a guy like Patricia, whoever their general manager is, I don't know off the top of my head, like they could be on the hot seat if the Lions aren't competitive this year. So I'm not sure that they <laughs> take the ball out of Stafford's hand, considering that he is the uh, the most proven player on their team. But if they start off really slow, I could also see <laughs> guys getting fired and they start tanking for Trevor Lawrence as well. He also plays in the uh, NFC North. Am I yeah. with the Minnesota Packers and Bears, which all have great defenses, great secondaries that they're going to play twice yeah, that's a year. True. I didn't so that when I was making my rankings, but he does. All three of those teams have above-average defenses. Yeah, I think I think they'll stay competitive. I think the like Detroit typically starts off pretty good. I feel like. And I, I like I don't think the Vikings or Packers will necessarily run away with it, so I I do think Stafford will be playing the entire season, unlike this past year where they kind of sat in the past few weeks when he was healthy. Yeah, like I said, I just don't think they can afford not to play him and let him be the guy this year because I don't know if Detroit fans will put up with another losing season. Just all the hype that they've had around them. A lot of people have had them as a like dark horse playoff team last year, and they weren't even close. So I think people will be calling for the head coach's head. Have a good year. Yeah, and that's where Trevor yep. Lawrence gets really appealing. It's, yeah. Especially with Stafford coming pretty close to uh, what is he now thirty? Yeah, this is definitely like thirty something. Typically, the back end of a quarterback's prime. We've seen guys like Brady, Drew Brees, even Rodgers kind of push that back a little bit, but he's getting to the age where you start to think about the future for sure. And speaking of the future, our number 14 is the first and only rookie on this list, Joe Burrow from Cincinnati. Um, two of us had him ranked. Both of us had him 15, and then one person did not have him ranked at all. I didn't have him ranked. I just don't trust rookie quarterbacks off the bat. I I did draft Lamar Jackson his rookie. I didn't draft him as rookie. I picked him up. But last year he was one of my sleepers, I guess, towards the later rounds just because of the running upside. But I Joe Burrow does have running upside. He he's gotta learn a whole new system. I know he's smart, I know he's mature, but I just don't see him making that big of an impact right off the gate. 
See, I I think there's a, a decent amount of upside with Burrow. I like his weapons. I think the only question is how good his offensive line will be if, if like they'll give him time to actually pass it to his receivers. But I I do think if Green plays and stays healthy, uh, he has Boyd as well. I think I think Burrow could have a pretty solid year. They drafted uh, Ty Higgins, T. Higgins as well. You still got Joe Mixon in the backfield. Ty Pyre yeah. going to be healthy, maybe. That was my biggest point with Burrow was – this list, I'm assuming that A.J. Green is back. Having the whole year off, I'm hoping that he's going to be healthy and 100%. Because I have always thought there was no question about how talented A.J. Green is. And if he's there, I think he helps a rookie quarterback a ton. Um, if A.J. Green goes down, I would not be surprised at all to see Burrow struggle, though. Yeah, and I think with Burrow, he's definitely not somebody I would want as my QB1. But I think if you can get him as a backup, I I do think like maybe like five weeks in like into the season he could be a good good trade chip or a good guy that you could start for your team. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at him too. Is to like in the late rounds, I think I like to grab to grab a quarterback with upside late in the draft, just because no matter what, somebody's going to get hurt. Knock on wood, I would never wish that on anybody, but somebody's guy is going to get hurt. And teams are going to need quarterbacks. So if you draft a guy with upside, even if you have no plans of playing him, you can use him later on. He has that value as a trade piece. But like I said, he needs to win games early. They need to get some confidence in that team. A.J. Green, I think him not play all last year. He just looked defeated. That whole Bengals team just looked look defeated. Hopefully, Duro uh, will breathe some life into him and they'll get back. Because that, that division after Baltimore – what is it, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and uh, yeah. Cincinnati? I think after Baltimore, they could be competing. They could be competing for a wild card spot if they get wins early. I doubt it, but if they can get wins early, they might. Does anybody know Green's contract situation? Is it is it up after? Uh, no, the he's on a tag year? this year. They tagged him. But it sounds like okay. I read so, yeah, so, that he was going to report. Like he's not. There's no threat of a holdout. The bigger question is. Mixon. Apparently, they might have Mixon having some contract disputes there. I did see that. I saw he might hold out training. I think Mixon's replaceable. I'm not worried about him. I th- I, th- I think if Green reports he's going to want to play and put up numbers, he he knows he's towards the back end of his career, so he's going to want to see if he can get another good. Like, oh yeah, I was going to say this is his last chance with all the injury problems. This is really his last chance to get paid. Is having a big year. So I, I would be very surprised if he has any off-field issues going into the season because he has to prove it, and then he'll get a contract if he has a good year. Well, let's go through the rest of that division, though, because I feel like all the two, other two quarterbacks besides Lamar are also question marks later in the draft. Yeah, we didn't. Think about them, as in so Big Baker ben actually was at 15, so we can go ahead and move on to that. Uh, Big Ben didn't get any votes, but I did want to talk about him just because if he's healthy, he's going to be all right. He's proven that he's okay. So he's definitely a name to monitor. But uh, Baker was our 15, so let's talk a little bit about Baker, and then we'll talk about some of the other he, guys. He could have some big the list. Um, I didn't have Baker ranked. I, I just think – I have him at 15. I had Baker at 13. I, th- I think there's a lot of upside with him. If Odell can have a good year, good bounce back year, I, I like Mayfield. Uh, he has Landry too. 
their backfield stacks, Kareem Hunt and Sta- Yeah, stack backfield, and they uh, traded for Hooper. So he has a lot of weapons. He really has no excuse not to have a good passing year. I think the only thing that may hurt him is if they t- like if they run the ball with Hunt and Chubb. But uh, I do think there is a lot of upside at this point in the draft. With yeah, the later on in the draft, he's kind of a guy I would definitely take a flyer on. Um, y'all kind of touched on it, but Stefanski, their, uh, their offensive guy, is known to run the ball a lot. So I think that will take away some from him. But like you said, he has no excuses in terms of weapons. So there's just upside. If he, is, if he hits, he could hit big because of the number of weapons he has. I just – I kind of was feeling the same way last year, and he really let a lot of people down. Yeah, I I don't think running the ball is necessarily a downgrade for him. I think they just need to have a good offensive system, good like good balance. I think if they can get a bunch of red zone opportunities, then I like Mayfield. But if he sits there and turns the ball over, they can't sustain long drives. I think he, he will struggle. He needs confidence, like I said. Like all these QBs here – you want early winners. You want confidence under the belt. You don't want to take three L's off the bat. It, it just isn't good for anybody. There's one guy on not on the list that I ranked at 13 that I actually kind of like. Uh, Daniel Jones from New York. Uh, I I like his rushing ability. And I I like this. I want to see the Giants do well this year because I'm a Cowboys hater. I, I love to see the Giants beat the Cowboys every year. But I do think he has some upside. I do think that rushing ability uh, helps him. Saquon getting healthy, having another year in his belt, they're going to be rushing the ball a lot with him again. And I think that just opens up lanes for uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. To so there were two guys. Daniel Jones made your list and didn't make me your Brighton's. And then I had a guy on my list that didn't make either one of yours. They're both going to be second-year quarterbacks that I think does than anything else. Uh, so I had Drew Locke on my list just because I love his weapons. And then you had Daniel Jones, like you said, guys that I think could make the jump, but I, I wouldn't bet on either one of those guys either. You know, they're kind of just flyers late round. All, all of these guys yeah, after the top that 12. top twelve, I feel like you're just I'd say Stafford you're, you're is a little safer as long as he's out on the field, but definitely fourteen to fifteen, and then Jones and the flyers. I I would say, like, so for, like, my 16th guy, I know we didn't rank that high, but at 16, I probably would have put Tannehill. I, I think Tannehill's honestly pretty safe. He he played the second half of last year, and he played pretty good every week. Uh, so I, I feel like he's a pretty safe pick at that point in the draft if you wait super long on quarterback, whereas I feel like a guy like Daniel Jones, uh, I feel like that's a little bit risky at that point. Yeah, I feel like Mayfield, Drew Locke, and uh, Tannehill. Wait, who did you just say? Mayfield, Locke, and Tannehill. Tannehill are like all like guys I would like target towards the end. That have yeah, I think Tannehill is by far the safest of those three. Like Brighton said, Um, I kind of (laughs) just the eye test for me last year. Tannehill, I was never high on Tannehill. I think he could be better than I thought. I just didn't really – I hope he proves me wrong, honestly, because I like the, the Titans coach and I like that Titans team. I just didn't really believe in him, even watching him be successful last year. Um, and Drew Locke is kind of the same thing where it's like a lot of people are going to – he was really good in those last four weeks, his starts. And the only reason I had Drew Locke on the board was because I love his weapons. 
favorite weapons in the league for a young quarterback, at least. I really like Jerry Judy. I like Cortland Sutton. Fant, I like. I think Melvin Gordon is an underrated pickup for them. And Phillip Lindsay's not a bad number two back at all. I just really like his, his weapons a ton. That's why I put him on there. Yeah, I, I definitely think Locke will improve a lot. I, I just didn't see enough out of him last season to to make me be super confident in him. He, he had like a thousand passing yards in like five games, so I'm a little bit iffy. But I like I do agree. He has a lot more weapons now. I think Fant will make a big jump. Gordon's gonna be a good addition. And then drafting Judy should help him a lot. So I do even think Hamler, he, he will be Hamler hovering in the around like the fifteen round. range. He's not well, quite Henry Ruggs fast, but he's probably the second fastest receiver in the draft. Yeah. What is he out of Penn State? Yeah, a lot of Penn State receivers. So I think I just am really betting guys. on his weapons. Jerry Judy was my favorite player in the draft, and they sat there and got him at fifteen. It's just a lot of. <laughs> I like his weapons so much that I think he has to succeed. Is really why I put him on there. He didn't show me anything that gives me hope in him, but I love his weapons. I think it's going to be a lot easier for him this year than it was last year. Yeah, I don't think he'll put up flashy numbers, but I like I wouldn't feel bad having to start him one week if my starter got hurt. His comp to me is like Matt Ryan, except Locke isn't proven and Matt, Matt Ryan has proven he I can could throw see that. 5,000 yards. I mean, he has a big arm. There's a lot of upside in him coming out of the draft. I was surprised it took him that long to get on the field, which worried me a little bit about him. Maybe there's something we weren't seeing behind, the, behind closed doors because I don't think anybody <laughs> had high hopes for Joe Flacco. Or uh, who was it, Kyle Allen that started for him a few weeks? Or Brandon Allen, actually, right? right yeah, I think yeah, Kyle, Kyle Allen Carolina. Boys. Yeah. Who picked? It was Brandon uh, Allen. But they were, yeah. they were winning games it was the Arkansas. when Drew Locke was on the field in the year. I think they went 3-1, and one, maybe even 4-0. So I think he has some upside more than anything. Out of the late round guys, the darts, he's my favorite personally of the just dart throws is guys that could end up being really good this year. But – he, uh, I definitely wouldn't want him to be my QB1. I think you could pair him with a guy like Stafford or even Wentz or somebody, and I would like that. Before we end this, I do want to talk about uh, a situation and one player. Uh, I want to talk about the Patriots situation and as well as Cam Newton and what we think is going to come from either situation or if they relevant think- or correlate to each other. That's Sounds like hearing. the Patriots are committing to Stidham. My big worry is if let's so let's say the Patriots are really in on Stidham, they don't touch Cam Newton. I don't think there's a situation anywhere else that he starts. Maybe Jacksonville. I, there's no it's it's straight. It's either uh, I mean, Patriots or I don't think maybe it I don't maybe think Jacksonville. Until so maybe mid year with injury. I think I think they're committed to Minshew though with trading Foles. I think that's their plan. My guess would be that they're tanking this year. It would be Jacksonville. You know, they would be my number one team. That is like I wouldn't be surprised they're the worst team in the league in terms of like intentionally losing. I agree. There's there's a lot of mix-up in the league this year because I forget about Foles going to Chicago, so we don't even know what's going to happen with him and Trubisky. You also have uh, – Brissett and Rivers. Yeah, Brissett and Rivers and Indianapolis. I, I know Rivers is going to start, obviously, and pay $25 million a year. 
but usually he's a top 15 guy and we haven't even really mentioned him at all. I didn't even think about, I mean, I did think yeah, about I think, him, but I didn't even think I about did him in my top think 15. about Rivers. I think he's a stream option uh, for one week, maybe two, depending on matchups. I just don't think he has a ton of upside, especially with the, um, with the Colts going running back early in the draft, grabbing Jonathan Taylor. You already have Marlon Mack there. I think they're going to be kind of what you mentioned earlier, a defensive and run the ball team. But I think Rivers has a better year this year than he did in L.A. You can't forget Naheem Hines yeah, in the backfield a, either. He's probably a sixth-round guy in fantasy, I think. I'm just playing. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he's a steal there. He's a steal. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like with Rivers last year, the picks definitely hurt him. But I also feel like he, he, he was able to air the ball out because he played in San Diego for so long and L.A., Whereas I feel, I feel like if he does that in Chicago, he's going to get benched right away. So I definitely think they're going to be run heavy. Uh, and I, he, he, yeah. he should be more conservative from what I expect from him. There's another streamer guy that I want to talk about as well. Maybe uh, right out the gate, I haven't looked at their schedule too hard. But Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I'm staying away uh, from Tyrod. In Los because Angeles, I think I guess. that. The weapons they have on that team, though, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I just think that the fans are going to be pushing for her. When you use the sixth overall pick on a quarterback, which I don't even like Justin Herbert as a prospect, I just think if they lose, if they start 0-2, they're going to Herbert. That's what I think. See, I don't think the fan base is that strong in L.A. anyway, so I (laughs) – I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the fans even heard the draft thoughts on Herbert pre-draft, and I feel like a bunch of people are expecting him to sit the whole year. So I don't think there's going to be that much uproar if Tyrod starts. So I, I think the only thing that will make Herbert start is if L.A. has a rough start like the first six weeks, then they may switch the QB position. But I think we'll see then, Ty, like Tyrod. For I mean, the first yeah, I just I don't think there's a ton of upside with Tyrod. Just I remember seeing him in um in Cleveland before Baker came in, and just thinking he wasn't it in Cleveland. That was the last time he got extended minutes, and I didn't think <laughs> I didn't see much from him in Cleveland. Which maybe he's gotten a little better, and I do think um, the Chargers have some good weapons. So I can't really count him out. I just wouldn't. I would stay away from him. Unless they're playing the worst defense in the NFL week one or two, then maybe I'd give them a shot. Yeah, it all, it all depends on who they're playing. I really don't know. But I do, I do like his rushing ability. Rushing for me with and quarterbacks in fantasy. Really the only that's something I look two for a lot. quarterbacks that I can think of that we didn't touch on that might deserve a shout. Uh, number one is Tua. I, don't, I wouldn't touch him because I don't think he'll play. I don't think he'll play, but I mean, I everybody wants to know what's year. going on with Tua because of how good he year. was at Alabama. He's an intriguing player, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in your league drafts him, but I don't think he's going to play. Um, and then Ben Roethlisberger coming back from injury is a guy that had been good in fantasy in the past. So do you all think anything about Big Ben? He doesn't have enough weapons. I think they're run first and play defense. I think that's what they're going for now with James Conner. Yeah, Big Ben gets hurt way too often, and I don't know how Juju is as his number one option. Honestly, I'd rather have guys like Derek Carr. And I could, yeah, I could see that. I just, I know I would as well. in the past he had been okay in fantasy. Obviously, he lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell from his best years. But I think he's at least a name to monitor. They drafted a couple receivers. 
So if he's, I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't play him week one. But if he has a good first couple weeks, I would pick him up before somebody else does. If he starts off hot. I don't know. He gets hurt every year. At some point, you're gonna, he's going to get hurt for a few weeks. So I agree. Is there any I, other quarterbacks that y'all think we need to touch on? Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I would say the guys that I listed a second ago. I mean, Darnold, I don't like Darnold. I don't I think like Stidham. Both yeah. those guys are probably. It's, it's just basically like after those top 12 guys, like I've said before, it's basically you just want to be streaming whoever's got the best matchup that week. They're, they're roughly all in the same situations and roughly all have the same talent. They're not going to be studs, anything. Yeah, but I agree. That's why. That's the only reason week, I bet on Drew Locke. I don't even necessarily think he's better than Sam Darnold. It's just his weapons are so good. That's the only reason. So all those guys, that's what I look at is who are your receivers, who are you throwing to. That's how I ranked that bottom group. But I think we all agree after 12, it's kind of a shit show. You're just going with it, going with whoever you can get for that week. All right, well, that's going to do it for our quarterback rankings. Um, We'll be back in the next couple days with a running back ranking, and we'll have a receiver ranking as well coming soon. Um, Let us know who you like below. And uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Two Real Sports. We have a lot of sports takes over there, as well as a basketball podcast we have going as well. So give that a follow. Uh, but once again, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate it, Bryden. Appreciate it, Mason. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I honestly, I like our rankings. I think they're pretty solid. Uh, I'll definitely be picking from like the seven to twelve range from our list. I think that's kind of where guys are safe, but you have a decent amount of upside. Uh, but I will say thank you for having us, Logan. Uh, I appreciate coming on as well. It's always a good time. But I am targeting Josh Allen. I do think Josh Allen could have the potential to be a QB1. I hope to God QB you draft one. Josh Allen. That is what I, my closing thought is. I want, I want you to take I Josh will. Allen. Give, give me him in the sixth round. I'll take him all day. I, I want him in the sixth round. If I get him in the sixth round, I'm taking him right. everywhere. Every That's fine. Him I, I want to see it. Round if I can get him. I wouldn't take him earlier than that. I think, I think it's pretty likely he falls to the sixth round. But we'll see. If I'm taking a quarterback in the sixth round, I'm it depends aiming for Dak, Russell right. Wilson, who I, they may be off the board, depending on who you're drafting with. But I think Dak, Russell – yeah, Deshaun, I, Kyler, I'll go from that fourth round to sixth round range. And that definitely would be yeah, Josh Allen I just to be think in once that you're, once well, you're past so those I guys, I would rather sit and wait on Brady, Breeze, or even Rodgers and stream when I have to, you know? That's just my, my logic. But we'll see. We'll see how the draft goes. Um, we might have to do a mock draft soon, too, and see what we're thinking. It's a little too early. Some of this stuff, I, we didn't talk about it much. A lot of this will change. We'll probably have to do another one later on in the year. We'll, I mean, there's going to we'll be, be knock on wood, there's going to be at least one injury sure. we'll in training camp. Somebody's going to go down in practice. Um, if a guy like Odell gets traded, which I don't think he will, but if something like that happens, that changes a lot, depending on which team gets him. And 
or if any other big name receiver for that matter, but Odell's the only one that comes to mind that's potentially being moved. That's true. I mean, nobody thought Hopkins I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody's traded, moving. So. Michael you never Josh know in NFL Jones, nowadays. You never know. You know. You never know. Like you said, somebody could get moved. There could be a big shocking trade. Um, I don't think there's anybody on free agency that will change this other than maybe Cam Newton. I don't think I'd put him in my top 15 or anything, but – He'd be a name to watch. Unless he goes to the Patriots, and he, he might I slip agree. into the top but I just mean as far as receivers is what I was talking about. Like, if a team signs Des Bryant, no disrespect to Des, that's not going to change where I rank their quarterback or any of the other receivers on the market for that value. Maybe Antonio Brown, but he's kind of a head case. I don't think he's playing. So, just in general, like, I think if he signs, he, he might which sign. he I really might. do think if he is going to sign, know. it's going to be with the Bucks to play with Tom, which just makes those receivers even more scary to me as far as staying away from him in fantasy. But I don't, I don't know how much it would change my rankings, even if the Bucks added Antonio Brown, if I'd moved Tom Brady up much. So. I feel the same way. Yeah, I Without yeah, the so of course ability, these will change, kind of like I said. We'll outside. come out with some updated one closer to the season, maybe a week into preseason or something. Um, we'll see. We'll cut some more. But as of right now, it's our top 15. That's what we got. Let us know if you have any complaints or anything. Uh, but just one last thing, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Two Real Gridiron podcast. This is Logan, Bryden, and Mason. Thank you again. Bye-bye.